0: Have you watched that TV Joshua documentary on the BBC? I have, I shouldn't. And it has haunted me for the whole week. But then again, there are heavy issues to unpack there. One, the the, the way religion is being used to prey on the desperation of black people. And I just don't mean Africans, I mean black people in general. The society understands all the challenges that people of color go through and how we've been systematically held back by the system or the matrix and they use that to sell us hope while robbing us of our time our resources our dignity and then there's the other aspect to it where as Africans we've been whitewashed and con men know this where they will they will use white people to gain validation so that they can use and misuse other black people. I know what you, I know you know what I'm talking about. And so that's what I want to unpack in today's episode. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversation. My name is Indira Oganga. I'm a business journalist for a profession and a digital content creator. And I love coming on here and having conversations with you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Connect with me on social media at Indira or you can come over to my youtube channel the name of the channel is new dawn africa channel where i profile africa through people politics and culture but before i see you on the other side you're here so we might as well get into it um of late um the african you know scene has been buzzing because the bbc did a documentary on one of the most prominent um preachers in nigeria who was prophet, TB Joshua. Now this man is a man behind the synagogue center and um, I'm trying to be very careful with how I approach this because of how important and instrumental religion is. And, okay. So TB Joshua was one of the most prominent and prolific preachers in Nigeria. His church was one of the biggest churches, not just in Nigeria, but on the African continent. He had branches all over, right? Um, they had a, they, they they have these small churches cropping up every other part of Africa, but they linked to the big church. That's how powerful the man is. They had their own medium of communication, which is a manual TV, where every other person from all parts of Africa had a connection with the main church because this is how you get to it's almost it gave it's it brought some sense of proximity and made TB Joshua and the church in Nigeria almost tangible when I tell you this man was influential and powerful I meant presidents African presidents used to be by the side of this man if not bowing to him that's how influential this man was and I think outside of the BBC documentary, we would have never known most of those things because of how, again, influential he was. Now let's begin to unpack it. And if I say anything that grabs you in the wrong way, please just take it with a grain of salt. We're different people, different backgrounds, different social conditioning, and that's why there's the comment section where we can have a conversation. I think the first thing that I'll talk about is how he rose to power. When you watch the BBC documentary, it shows him washing the toilets for three continuous years. This is a man that was visionary. He knew that we eat that fake humility, you know? And so he had, he knew what to do to create the perception of a humble person. You know, when you see him, oh man of God scrubbing toilets every single day, that's a con, that's a long con because he is bringing himself to your level, to draw you in, to make you think that you and him are the same and it's the same thing that politicians always do. Um, when they're looking for your votes, they bring themselves to your level. You'll see them in, in areas that you do not necessarily see them in. And then once they, 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 they get into power, they go back to Washington, DC or here in the capital cities where they live their life with their friends until they need you again. So this man created an illusion of humility and then he began building an audience, but in building that audience. He needed, he needed novelty. And so the miracles began. Now I'll tell you why miracles will always be a touchy subject. Systems and structures are broken in Africa. And that's why people are desperate. And I dare say so again about America, but it's not necessarily about the breaking of the systems. It's just the systems and structures are built for white people and categorically made to hold people of color and black people back. Here, it's the systems are just designed to fail. Healthcare doesn't work. Education doesn't work. Transport doesn't work. We have some of the highest unemployment rates. We have crime. So people are looking for hope. And whatever way you package it, they will take it. If I have no money to treat cancer, and you told me that you can pray and people can get healed of cancer. Instead of dying at home, won't I come? If you tell me to bring you the last money that I have, the money is not even enough to go to the hospital. Won't I come? And it's not one person, by the way. The people that can afford quality healthcare are countable. So it's even more profitable to be scamming this ones who do not have. Because you make so much money out of them. You're just collecting a few coins here and there, but it's from a large mass. And that is how people fall prey to this thing. So the novelty was the miracles. People are being healed of HIV. People are being healed of of cancer. People are being healed of everything. And then there's now the validation part. Where you need people to believe in you. And who do you bring? White people. Because we are whitewashed. If white people believe in him, if they're leaving their homes to come then there's something about that. So, yeah. These are people that are just as vulnerable as you are as naive as you are. Now, there are too many comments out here, right? All is said, love and war, but then again, it gets, it gets, I want to be respectful to these victims. It gets intricate, right? Because. Now, people begin to see, particularly the people who are in the church, begin to see the church for what it is. There were abuse allegations. And not just physical abuse where he, he, he was accused of laying his hands on people in a physical and confrontational manner. There was also sexual abuse. And these girls were young. These women were young. And even the way in which typical misogyny when somebody was brought to church to be prayed for because they had been sexually abused, this man said, oh no, 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 she wasn't raped. It's because she has a spirit of lust in her. (sighs) Are you seeing the problem we have as black people? Are you seeing the problem we have? And it's the same thing. I've spoken to some of my friends who come from America where an uncle will touch you in an appropriate way, and it's somehow your fault. Nothing happens to this guy. It's you as a child to carry that burden. Or your stepdad or your stepbrothers. Just we've normalized abuse to an extent of glorifying it. You know, we've become a people so desperate people know how to take advantage of us and we're so blind to reality that we'd rather either sit on the fence or defend absurdity because religion in africa and mostly in the black community is theater of the absurd it genuinely is theater of the absurd I remember Monique asking Tyler Perry, what was the intention behind him signing a check of one million dollars in front of everyone at TD Jake's church? Like, what was the intention of that? Theatre of the upset. You need novelty. You need validation. And that's why you see also these churches, they're drawing Hollywood in. The miracles, the, the miracles they purport to perform, that's the novelty. Then when they bring in Tyler Perry, when they bring in Justin Bieber, then they're getting the validation to ensure that they continue perpetuating the cycles of abuse and misuse of people. I think the essence of this video is just to encourage you who's watching as a person of color to use discernment. People know our weaknesses. Unfortunately, we cannot hide them. The system is designed for you to fail. I think you know that. So before you fall prey into some of these things, have a little bit of discernment. Ask yourself, to what extent are my problems structural as opposed to just making everything spiritual? Because our issues are structural. They really are. The lack of jobs is not because your ancestors have found you, their evil spirits, so you have enemies. I'm always perplexed when I hear people talk about enemies. What enemies, Natasha? What enemies? Who knows you? It's just the system, the way it's structured. Public education is not great, so you can't get great public education. Then you go to community college. If you're lucky, if you have the means to even get that college degree, if you have the willpower to pull yourself out of out of the place that you're living and change your life. Then you get into the workplace and you realize that your odds of getting a job as a person of color are way lower and whatever amount they're going to give you is far lower. I and mean, it's not spiritual. It's structural. If I give you a practical example of Africa, and I say Africa, not a given country because the challenges are the same everywhere, these governments do not want to create an enabling environment for business. That's why you do not have a job. Governments only employ at least, what, 3% of the entire population. The rest of the jobs are created by the private sector. If you don't have stable power supply, stable water supply, if your country is not clean, if you don't have a sustainable and predictable tax policy environment, if government services are not streamlined, they're mad with bureaucracy. How will foreign investors come? You don't have enemies, Susan. Your enemies are your politicians. Stop falling prey to religious punks on the pulpit. You don't have enemies. Use discernment. The next time, before you make any decision, please ask yourself, is this structural or is this spiritual? Honestly, your ancestors, our ancestors went through a lot for us not to be using common sense. We have the privilege of legal education from the white man. If anything, we should use that. If we are not using it, if we are not employing common sense, it's an insult to the people that came before us. Even then, they had discernment. They really did have discernment. That's why they switched to the white man's religion. Because they knew if they didn't, they would take a bullet to the lung. Discernment, why can't you apply it? And this is particularly for just black people. We don't have enemies. Particularly spiritual enemies. And if they exist, it's like 0.1%. 99.9% 99.9% of our problems are structural. And we know how to fix structural problems. It's not, it doesn't happen at, this, at the top of a finger. Because this is structures that have been built for ages, for like 400 years, say in America. In Africa, we've been having democratic systems for about 60 years now since we got independence. And ever since we got independence, the structures, that they took the classism and the elitism that was there during the colonial period. Whoever was left wanted to be the house nigger, and that is what just continued, where you want to be in a place where only power is wielded by a few, and then there's so many who are poor, so you can keep feeling better about yourself. And these are not things that even here that we can change with one election cycle. It will take several cycles. It will take education. It will take getting infrastructure development across the country. And these are things that take ages. And this is not me saying, do not be a spiritual person. This is me saying, wake up and use a little bit of common sense. Because it's very heartbreaking for somebody to be caught in a web like this. And there's little to nothing that can be done because we know how the church is. I was reading somewhere that the church has billions of dollars in insurance because of the amount of sexual abuse that happens in the church. So that lawsuits do not run the church bankrupt. They take insurance, discernment. And again, black mothers, listen to your children. When they come and say they're not comfortable, listen to them. And before you take them to those churches, please do your research, do your homework. Do not send your child to the den of the lion. This is one of those topics where I'm sure we might not agree on everything. But then again, that's why we have a comment section because I want to hear from you. And, you know, we can agree to disagree, disagree to agree, but still in a very respectful manner. But sometimes some of these things just have to be said so we can start that conversation and see how we move forward so that many more people do not fall prey to some of this. Thanks. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Indora Ganga, um, connect with me on social media at Indora Ganga, or you can come over to my YouTube channel, new Dawn Africa channel. And here's where I profile people through people. I profile Africa, rather through people, politics, and culture. I'll see you again next time.